0: Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chuck Peters. How are you doing? It's good to have you. We are glad that you're listening. Remember to dig back through the archives. We have a ton of episodes of the podcast, and there's something there for you. And so we know today's episode is gonna be fun and special. It always is when we have my friend Mark Jones with us. Hi, Mark.
1: Hi, it's it, great to be here. Thanks. It's
0: gonna be a good podcast. We are actually recording this podcast in Nashville in October at the mm. Etch Conference. No,
1: it's been great.
0: It's such a fun time because we get to bring all kinds of friends, including oh, yeah. you, to come into town. I know. As all of our thought leader friends, and we get to come together. It feels like a reunion to me.
1: It does. Like it's like a family reunion. It does. In Nashville, that's the and best part.
0: Sometimes we all wear the matching T-shirts. And it's kind of crazy. <laughs> we should make true. like a family reunion T-shirt.
1: That's true. Um,
0: I think of it like Olive Garden. You oh, know, the, they yeah. used to have the slogan that was like, "When you're here, you're family." Mm. Remember that? Mm, I do. I'm like a commercial guy. Yeah. So I always have some sort of jingle or commercial sure, sure. in my yeah. in my head. It's a uh-huh. curse. <laughs> I'm looking for the blessing. I don't know if it's a blessing. No, I was to
1: say, where's the blessing?
0: So what I, when you hear your family, that whole Olive yeah. Garden thing, no doubt. the only problem with saying that is it always makes me want breadsticks and salad. <laughs> and we, we rarely Aren't have those. the
1: greatest? <laughs> no, uh, I love it.
0: My family has gone gluten-free.
1: Oh, that's sad. Uh, I
0: know, except for I'm me and so my boring. youngest. And the hardest part about it oh, is we don't get bread me. anymore. So yeah, myself. And, so we have myself More and Chris, me. Tally, Tissy, Tyson, Tate, uh-huh. and Tate and I are the only two who eat gluten. Mm. But we
1: like your gluten. All full, the good stuff is gluten free. Not there. That's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so no breadsticks for us. Or pasta. So uh, we haven't been to Olive Garden forever. No, forever, right. Anyhow, this episode brought to you in part by Olive Garden. Yeah, <laughs> evidently, we should <laughs> the get them the sponsor. I wonder if we need to like bleep it out as we go. Well, Mark, thank you for being here. Uh, so much fun. We're so so glad to have you. Is there um, do you have a favorite restaurant? Where, what are you into mm. these days? Would you get a chance to go out to Nashville? You and your wife for a little date or mm. when you oh, or, 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 or if you take the family yeah. out? Is there something that's like your go to place? What do you like to yeah. eat?
1: You know, it's always going to be Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chips and salsa are like medicine. It will make it all better. Now, do
0: they have? Okay, so I've lived in California. Yes. You're near Texas and Oklahoma. Right. Do they have good Mexican food
1: in Oklahoma? Absolutely. Yeah? It would be like Tex-Mex. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Queso would be like to solve the worst of the stresses of the day. Yeah. Yes. Okay, mm. I like Gold, that. Golden deliciousness. I love that the best thing about Mexican food is as
0: soon as you sit down, there's something to eat.
1: Mm, the right. worst part
0: about everything else is when you have to wait for them to bring mm, out the whatever. Yeah, and then you're yeah, full. Chips and salsa <laughs> are your friend. Right, and then you, then you eat that and you're like, why are we even here?
1: Uh, why but we're we going to have sopapillas, even if I have to power them down.
0: Well, when it comes to children's ministry, you are like the fajita
1: because you come out sizzling
0: you know, oh always, that's so see? fun oh, that was look good. at you trey, our producer trey is over here looking at me sideways he's like eh, what too far yeah no, dad, it was great dad jokes <laughs> but we've earned that right haven't we oh, that's fun the dad
1: badge so much fun. well
0: yeah. we want to talk about equipping teachers something that we all need to do as uh kids ministry leaders is equip our volunteers absolutely uh even other staffers we need to be right. uh we are not just teachers of kids but we are leaders of leaders. True. And so a big part of our job has mm-hmm. to be equipping those leaders mm-hmm. to do what they do well. Right. And that means we have to be ready to do that.
1: You know, coming from the classroom, that's my favorite place is actually teaching children the Bible. Like it is so fun to me. I love it. But then I have to step out and let other people do that, but then they don't do it or the they're not that, they're yes. struggling in some way <clears throat> and I'm thinking Man, we got to make this better for them. They've got to be able to have the same joy I do. And one of the things I see is the way they manage classes. They have no skills. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so what does that wind up looking like in the classroom? It's yeah. It can be bumpy. Yeah, and actually,
1: the, the biggest thing is that. When a teacher has said their expectations of how things would go in here and what we're going to do and how it's going to go, then the kids follow that. They follow their lead. But when teachers walk in and have no expectations, they've not communicated what we're going to do and how it's going to go, then the kids turn into wild monkeys. And I'm talking about good church kids, but they turn into wild monkeys. And then you end up having workers who are saying, I'm done with this. Because then they don't have to handle that. I don't succeed, right? Yeah. But you
0: you think that if we go in with a better plan, a lot of that can be mediated before it even becomes an issue. So,
1: two weeks ago, I had uh, one of my favorite teachers. She's new, but she's got a little librarian voice. And she just flutters her fingers in front of her face all the time like, oh, boys and girls. And they don't even hear her. And I was like, come on, Kathy, let's use your outside yeah, voice. Right. We got to hear it. And she she just says no projection of her voice trying to lead the class. And it's about leading the class and uh, guiding them. So I've got a couple of things to help out with so, that. Wait, I
0: mean, why is this a problem? Is it really just that we haven't trained people? What's right. the core of the
1: problem here? Right. So I think a lot of people want to jump straight to rules. How do we have rules in this class so that we, you know, can be successful? And a lot of
0: people have rules. You know, yes, be kind, you yes. know, don't touch things. So here's know, whatever. the problem with yeah. rules
1: is that you are... Uh, going to have kids test that. Mm. When you make something a rule, then kids are going to go, is that true? What if I do? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see what happens if I do, or I just put a toe across the line. You know, what are you going to do?
0: That's a good parenting tip too, right? Because the worst parenting strategy is the empty threats
1: because if there's nothing behind it, they learn that real quick. So we have to replace rules with procedures. Mm. This is how we do things when we're in here. And it, I have done this with preschoolers, I've done this with elementary, and it's about procedures. Follow these procedures. This is what we do. And you might think, wow, that's such a big word, procedures, like what do we do? It's like, honestly, we live with procedures all of our life. I mean, when you go uh, take a shower, there's this, then this, then you do that, and then you finish with that. Like you go through the list and you do it correctly. When you change lanes in your car, you have to go through the procedure to change. When you get on an elevator and off of an elevator, there's a procedure of how things are done everything we do there's procedures so those things
0: aren't scary you say no. procedure that starts no. to sound like it's in, uh an executive
1: order <laughs> I mean, You're right but, right but
0: a procedure is really just having a, a yeah. sequence of things that you right. do consistently this
1: is how we do these things yeah. and so when children come into your classroom you have to explain this is how we do these things and it is the procedure so it sets a
0: clear expectation exactly for okay exactly good. and, and when kids
1: don't follow the procedure then you have to call them back and say wait you didn't do it right. Let's try again. And then you can
0: train them in that and that becomes a
1: pattern that they can learn and repeat. Right. Wow. Brilliant. Exactly. So we're guiding the children. So let's just start first of all in uh, preschool. I was teaching kindergarten. Children came to the door. The greeting at the door is very important. How you're getting to know their name. So is that
0: part of your procedure?
1: Absolutely. You must, you must greet them. You must uh, build rapport with them. If you don't have a relationship with the children, you're missing it from the beginning. You've got to have a relationship. You're not babysitting these kids, you're teaching them the Bible, you're teaching them about a relationship with God, with Jesus. So you must model that for them, know their name and really use it and, and really have your room set up ready to go that they would be engaged the moment they come in. So you greet them, they come in and there is something to do immediately that they can be engaged in.
0: That would be the chips and salsa of the class time. Honestly, right? Because yes. when you sit down for that Mexican dinner that you and I need to have together yes. next time I'm in Oklahoma, yes, maybe we can do that. Please. We, you, you have to serve that chips and salsa right away and it Absolutely. gives you something to do yes. and keeps you occupied yes. until the meal comes. Right. It I has love this to be as a mo- it's ready this, to go. This could be the Tex-Mex model.
1: <laughs> Tex-Mex ministry. There's your next book. And so you go. Uh, I love it. So whenever, when they come in, they engage in something right away and there's no time to plunder the room because we've got something to do. <laughs> you know, That's a good word, plunder. Yeah, they will plunder <laughs> they will. the room. Yeah. Bullies will entertain themselves, and they, they kind of uh, always turn that corner and get creative, and they'll start throwing something because mm-hmm. it's a game. Yeah. If it should break or something, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're just going to do that kind of physical activity. Girls... When they're going to entertain themselves, and they start turning that corner, they they kind of go toward mean. Girls just get mean. (laughs) They start talking to each other about you. No, we're not talking to you. You can't come to my birthday. You know that weird stuff. And so girls get mean. Boys just get rowdy. So you're letting this unravel because you had nothing for them to do, or you didn't show up when you were. You've lost control. Greeting them. Yeah, Yeah. you got to get your plan together. So say to miss kathy or whoever come on lady you need to get here you got to have your stuff in order and once that is in place and you're greeting them helping them get started with whatever it is and i'm talking about elementary or preschool let's get started with whatever it is and And, truthfully,
0: that probably plays well all the way through every age yeah because in junior high and high school even adults Mm -hmm. it's good we don't know what to do if there's just Dead airtime. Right, right. So given every, that's a great ministry tip so in general, Mark. Start.
1: Beautiful. Start right Very away. Very wise. Then I, I also I also want to say that whenever you're in the classroom, there's a way, a procedure of the way things go. And it's going to be getting their attention. You you need to be able to give instructions and so you need something called a call and response meaning that if i if i clap my hands once you know you're going to like like uh, for instance if you can hear my voice clap once if you can hear my voice clap twice Exactly. Right, we
0: both did that. I did that. You can't. It's too bad you can't see us because I completely did exactly what he wanted me to do.
1: <laughs> and but, but they very very that common very quickly. Yeah. If you're over there flipping the lights on the light switch, quit. It's not working. I mean, you're just wearing out the switch. And so I would say you've got to have a And there are hundreds of them. Yes. Try this with me. I'm, see if you know this, Chuck. To infinity and beyond. Exactly. Or so and when, beyond. <laughs> so, when I give the call, you give the response. Another one might be, when I say, bing, bang, you go, boom, and you hit the desk or the table or your lap. Good. So, bing, bang, boom. boom. Nice. Right. And so, that causes them to stop what they're doing. So, do you like to use the same one
0: you. all the time, or do you like to mix it up? Mm, um, same it, one all the time is the
1: strongest. Yeah. But... You, I mean, if you've got one ingrained that we use all the time, you can start mixing it up.
0: I can see if you do that. What if bing bang boom? Yeah, you start right away. Exactly. Like bing bang boom. It's about getting
1: their eyes on you. Stop what you're doing and look at the teacher. If they're not looking at you, they can't hear you. Yes. Isn't that weird? I mean, because they don't hear with their eyes but if they're not looking at you that no attention's being given to you it's on whatever it is and they don't have to be working with someone they could be doing something just by themselves but they're focused on it and they're not hearing you so you teacher you have got to get the children to look at you you yes. have to say Isaac look at Mr. Mark Isaac let me see yes, your eyes. yes thank you yeah. all of that's and that's true even in parenting too like if you're mm-hmm. yelling from across the house I mean, you're only doing that I've to yourself. That. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't work well. You should go to them and get their attention. When yeah. they're looking at you, they're hearing you. Yes. And it may be that even in a busy class, everyone's working independently, preschoolers or elementary, and you get their attention. What, what if I said, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible. Tells me so. Exactly. We all know that. So you know what the response is. I get their attention, their eyes looking at me and I say, boys and girls, uh, it is too loud in here. I know you're all working very good, but we need to take the volume down. So talk a little quieter, continue working. We'll be ready to move to the next thing in five minutes and let them continue. But you, you don't have to holler. You don't have. You just need to get their attention. Because so, give them the instruction and be the leader.
0: it can be so easy to just try to talk over them. Oh yeah. We just talk louder and louder just and louder. Keep powering and over and we each hope other.
1: That, that one kid child. <laughs> but they 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 just talk louder if yes. you do that. And what you're doing is you're causing stress on yourself trying yes. to power over them instead of leading them. Yeah. So you you have to have an all stop. Get their attention. Give them your instruction and then continue
0: and that lack of control creates anxiety even in kids yeah but because you'll have some kids who are being disruptive and other sure. kids will feel really awkward about right. that because they know uh-huh. and, and so and that-
1: they it builds security in your classroom yes because you're the leader um and then they will police each other mm. like i've seen children who were building with the blocks and they were building it tall but the procedure is, you can only build the blocks to your shoulder when you're sitting on the ground. Okay. So you can't build over that. And we have to reinforce that. They'll police each other. That's too tall. That's too whatever. And they'll remind each other. And that's kind of cool, because when you're in the middle of building, like, mm, you, you don't know how tall it is. It's just so great. You don't- so, Clearly, this
0: person doesn't know the procedure. So
1: <laughs> yes. No, but that's great. Okay, that they so let's learn, talk about when they... It becomes part of your culture. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's talk about when they are learning a procedure. Like, you, there's just no way you on the first day you can sure, go... you have a new visitor. I mean, or that would just be overwhelming. Moves up into the grade. So in yeah. kindergarten, on the first day, I greeted the children. I didn't know their names, so I had all their names on the door at the bottom, and I was training, modeling for new teachers in the class. Okay, and let's pause on that tip just for a second yes so we we want to be able to call children by name
0: right right? that makes them feel cared for and Mm -hmm. comfortable relationship and it gives you a relationship Mm -hmm. but it's hard to memorize and a lot of us are not great at just memorizing and remembering names right and then they change clothes can you double click on that tip real quick
1: so i put all the names at the bottom of the door and when they come to the door tape or how do you do that i put a little tape like they were on circles yeah Okay. so they were on the Oh, no, they were stars. So it looks I was like a decoration with the names decoration on, there. on the door. Yeah. You often we see that it. in elementary
0: schools where the names of the oh, kids yeah. are up on a board.
1: Oh, they love seeing their names. Yes. So whenever they came to the door, I sang my little song, welcomed them to the Room, and right there I said, I'm so glad you're here. My name is Mr. Mark. You can call me Mr. Mark. Let me hear you say Mr. Mark. <clears throat> and so they said it, and I said, that's perfect. Anytime you need me, you just say my name. And, or come to me and I'll help you. Now, look at all these stars down here. Your name is on here. Choose the one that looks like your name. They choose it and I haven't said their name yet, but they pull it out and I'll then I'll say, oh, it's Jeremy, I'm so glad that you're here, Jeremy. Let's put it up here in the sky with all the other stars. And then we go on in and I use his name over and over. And now I can see his back where his, you know, sticker. Sticker is. Yeah. Yeah, right. and yeah. so, and, and sometimes when it's the first times you have to have a sticker on the front and the back. I mean, I'm not ashamed, uh, cause you got to see it, be able to call their name. Well, when, when Jeremy, I'm using his name, he knows what to call me. And there are many teachers who never tell the children what they're supposed to call them. Yes. So they don't know.
0: We've had teachers in churches we visited and been at for a while where uh-huh. our kids, you know, uh-huh. Who's your Sunday school teacher, and uh-huh. they, don't, they don't know the person's name. Don't know what to call them. Because some, really nice some will
1: want to be called Mrs. Jones, and some will want to be called, you know, Miss Glenna. Yeah. You don't know. So, uh, yeah, yeah you good. got to tell them what to call you. Then, during the class, if they need to get your attention, they if they were to yell from across the room for you to come see whatever, then that would be the time to introduce a new procedure. And you can get all the children's attention again and say, it looks like Isaac wants my attention, but he's yelling from across the room and that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is I'm sitting right here and Isaac can walk up to me and tap my shoulder, and say my name and I can answer and see what he wants. So, or wherever you're at, you can raise your hand and I can come to you, but you can't yell across the room. So let's try that everybody watch and see what isaac does and he so i sit up, down and he taps you on the shoulder shoulder and i act like i've had none of this that ever happened you know and i was right? like isaac what can i do for you and he said i want you to see and i was like let's see and it so now you've and modeled so,
0: this scenario of how yeah. you like it to look That's and great. i just
1: went on with it and everybody and isaac went back embarrassed to embarrassed
0: in that setting because he actually mm-hmm. becomes a little bit of the star of the show yeah that,
1: that is true it is true huh. So that helps a lot. So another time was walking down the hall. Some children wanna run in church. Now they wouldn't do that at school. That would never be allowed. They walk down the hall a certain way. So we have to line up and practice how we walk down the hall and they have to follow me and I walk backwards singing a song to them. I like to go to church. I like to go to church. Oh, it makes me happy now. I like to go to church. Okay, it's Farmer in the Dill, but I have a lot of (laughs) Farmer in the Dill. So anyway, I'm looking at them, they're following me, and they have to keep their seatbelt buckled. So one, two, three, and you have to put your hands in front of your waist and buckle your seatbelt. Now, as we're walking down the hall, Mason... We practiced this. This was just our first activity. Practice walking down the hall, and so because we have to go to the restrooms, we have to go outside. We're gonna walk down the hall, and as we're walking down, Mason's like, "Oh, the wall, touching
0: the wall, just can't leave it yeah.
1: alone, feeling the wall," and I have to stop the line. Oh my goodness, everybody stop! Mason, your seatbelt came in, but you, you've got to buckle your seatbelt. It's the state law, and. Uh, it, it is the <laughs> state like law in Oklahoma. <laughs> you have to keep it buckled. And we just practiced that. It took us seven times with Mason. Uh. <laughs> the wall is. So, but anyway, <laughs> it, we, we finally made it. And we got it back to our room. It, and you know what? All it was was just to practice how to walk down the hall. So those first few weeks of meeting together for the first time you're just going to be introducing a lot of procedures and the way you do it and when they don't do it right you have to say wait i don't believe that's the right procedure let's try again so I have to say to Ethan, I want you to go back. Let me tell you, I had a fourth grade boy. Um, he was his ornery, I mean, I just love this kid so much, but he he tested everything. And and so he came running in our Bible skills room and we were working on our verses. He came running in, arms out like an airplane with jet engines screaming as he came in. Oh, it scared us all. I mean, he got exactly what he was fishing for. And uh, anyway, I, I said, wait a second and everybody stopped and i said walker i think you did it wrong he said what i said the the way you came in i want you to go all the way back down the hall and walk in the right way try again we'll wait for you and so he said really i said oh yeah go on and so he walked out of the room down the hall and then he walked back in the way he was supposed to and i said that was right. You did it right. And Here I gave him off. a high five. He go, we buddy? sat down and continued what we were doing. But a lot of people would just shake their head and go, Oh, Walker. Yep. But you, there's got to be a line. You have to stop. Or people who are teaching children are so flustered. They feel like failures and they quit. Yeah. And that's what happens. We have a lot of people quitting us when we can't find enough people. And it's actually burning bridges like, ugh well, I'm horrible at that. I'm never doing that again. We have to teach teachers how to have procedures to lead their class.
0: All right, so there's a, probably a couple practical steps that can get us there. Yep. I would think the first one is that you as the leader mm-hmm. have to identify those procedures and that expectation. Mm-hmm. Is that? And not That's everyone true. has done that. Nope. So how do we begin there? Mm-hmm. And then how do we... So first of all, I think we have to initiate that, right? We have to own right. it, initiate it. Then we have to be able to teach it to others, right. and then replicate it, initiate yes. it, replicate I'm making this up as we go. If you no. initiate it, then you replicate it, yeah. then you can walk away and it will continue. So basically
1: show it, practice it, show them how to do it, practice it, and affirm them when they're doing it correctly. And then when it doesn't go right, we try again, start again. And so it's one, two, three, every time, demonstrate it, practice it, affirm and then, really, it, it sinks in pretty quick. And
0: we're doing that with the children. Mm-hmm. But we probably also need to do that same thing with our volunteers. Yeah. Right? We need to demonstrate yeah. it. When you,
1: yeah. When you're them, walk through all those steps with them. And if it could you, be have a great idea to have them mo- uh, shadow you as you do that. Absolutely. I'm yeah. all about modeling things for them. So, two weeks ago, Miss Kathy was saying, I just... I just can't I just can't uh, make this class do whatever and I was like, well wait a second I, I taught those kids they're not bad and kids they were fine I'm like, yeah. yeah and so I said well let me come in and see if I can help and that's when I learned she had a tiny little voice that everyone ignored and I began to give her some helps with what I saw by implementing some of these procedures and but I had to as, as the children's minister I had to have an all-stop. And sometimes as the leader, you you have to stand in the hall and go, wait, you're all doing it wrong. I want you all to start and do it again, try again. And so what happened that night was she was trying to get their attention. And I just said, hey, hey, that's it, everybody. Look at Miss Kathy. She wants to tell you something and stop being so disrespectful. Now look at her. And so they all looked at her. And they, cause I had a relationship with all of them. I'd already had them in class yes. for a year. And they all looked at her and they said, she said, well, this is what I want you to do. And I said, Kathy, we can't hear you very well. Could you speak up? And I mean, we could, but she needed to speak up with some yeah. authority. She gave the plan what to do. And I said, now wait, did you want this half to go or that half she, so she wasn't being clear with what to do. And she said it again. I said, that's good. And then I said, well, well, we'll take this group here then, like you said. And so she was kind of learning as we were practicing it right there in front of the kids. Yeah. So.
0: Well, so sometimes I think we think of training our people as a big meeting. Where mm-hmm. We're in a giant room, and we communicate all of this mm-hmm. with a piece of paper handout that says, these are the procedures, oh, go. No. But what I hear you saying is you're spending time with her,
1: right? And so, and even I'm trying to salvage even her. in
0: the setting right. where you're with her, you're not just taking over. Mm-mm. You're asking her questions mm-hmm. to help help her uh, right.
1: realize what she needs to bring to the game, which she's and yes. you know what the beautiful thing is, she came to me and she said, "I just don't think I can do this anymore." I was like, "Well, let me come see." and I'll help you yes. because I'm gonna see what these boys and girls are doing. But really, I was saying, I'm gonna see what you're doing, right. lady, So I don't think but you're But even that
0: language, it. though, to say, I'm gonna yeah. come in and evaluate you feels like a threat. No, I'm coming in to help can't you do that. feels like that he's gonna set me up for success, and I right. feel like I need help.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's the best. That's the best. So Brilliant. Really try to lead your people into having procedures, just the way we do things.
0: It Beautiful. Helps. No Beautiful. rules.
1: Sometimes you have to make a rule, but if you do, It'll be tested, so try not to go there. Procedures are for practicing. I love it. Testing.
0: Thank you, Mark, for your. First of all, thank you for your friendship. Yeah. To me personally, to Lifeway Kids, to our, to the Etch family, and we we love having you in our spaces and in our places. It's cool. And uh, you're just a great friend to us and to the church. So thank you for thank you for all that you're doing, guys. You can find out more about Mr. Mark in the show notes at kidsministry101.com, and we'll have a link there to Mr. Mark's classroom where you can see some tips on all kinds of cool things that he likes to do. Cool. Mr. Mark is super creative, and he. Uh, never runs out of ideas. I don't know. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. Where do you get all these ideas? Mm, I don't know. But listeners, you can find them on his website. Look for Mr. Mark's classroom. Thank you for listening to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We'll see you again next time.